So there's a couple things here. Why is there a Game Boy on the screen? So Lavender Town, Lavender Town Syndrome, Mm -hmm. uh, it came from a series of child illnesses, um, suicides, self-harm, seizures, long-lasting headaches that all started happening after February 1996 when Pokemon's Red and Green were released in Japan. going to get too into it because that's what this entire episode is about but essentially there's one area in the game that supposedly has a very specific song that will oh, it's specific cause these things to happen and i'm going to play the song on stream don't worry i want to give you a spoiler right now it's not going to make you harm yourself so don't even worry about that but before we do that welcome to another episode of morbid message monday my name is jake and my name is Matt. And I decided we're going to start doing intros again because we haven't been doing them. We haven't been doing at them. all. We've just been kind of like eating them onto YouTube and hoping they do well. So, yes. And before anybody says anything about the goddamn album cover, I know that this Pokemon was not technically on the Game Boy Color. I just thought it would be funny. Oh, that's right. It was on the original. It was on like the big chunk. It was on the brick. The big chunk. Yeah, the chunky boy. I never had a color. I only had an advanced. Really? See, I started yeah. on the color, dude. No, I didn't get. I started on the color, and I had I red. I had red, blue, and yellow. I'd, why? Who knows? I but it's funny didn't. because, like, I grew up playing um, SNES games, but they were all emulated on a PC. <laughs> hey, that's fun, man. Yeah, it's just the way my dad did it for me. So he you know? set that up for me, and I was playing Jurassic Park and Lion King because I was like, "Dude, six. did you play Aladdin? Like the super hard Aladdin? Did, was it yeah, Aladdin yeah. that was the really hard one? Yeah, Aladdin was Aladdin was difficult. Um, Jurassic um, Park was honestly. I have Jurassic Park on my phone because I was I saw somebody post about it on TikTok, and I was like, you know what? No, oh, hmm. I want to play Jurassic that again. Park. Great emulators on phones are pretty advanced now. Yeah, they absolutely are. Oh, dude, other day. Well, not the other day. A few years ago now oh god um a few years ago last now, week i played all of max Payne when i was using my iphone mm-hmm. like the entire game i played through the whole thing on, on your my iPhone? iphone yeah damn it's pretty impressive what you can get away with That's it's also available good. on android so is all of the grand theft autos just so mm-hmm. you know which is interesting but started with yellow on the original yellow yeah see i think i had a yellow game boy color yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's what I started with too. I was like, I'm going to go yellow. I'm on Pikachu, bro. Gosh. Even though, you know, I didn't have those game thoughts as genie. a child. Oh, game Damn, genie. game genie. I'm trying to figure out, are you actually 33 STI? 33? <laughs> How old be you? Anyway, anyway. I think it was... Um, but yes, I mean, we, we all know Pokemon. 34. I mean, it, it's a it's a part of our lives. We all grew up with it. 34, nice. Uh, we all grew up with it. I remember when I was younger, you know, Chuck Lawrence would take me to go get Pokemon cards. We went to this one opening at Toys R Us on the west side where Barnes & Noble is now. You know what I'm talking about. You mean the corpse of the Toys R Us? Yeah. That, well, no, no. He took me there when it I was Toys R Us, obviously. 
Is it? I mean, I tried to get it. It's, it was my childhood. That's where I bought all my bionicles. See, see, I just gave my son all of my bionicles, Wait, which bionicle. is a really cool thing to do when you have children. Um, but <laughs> I'm sitting over here hoarding them to sell them on eBay. Now I'm going to keep them forever. If I have a kid, they don't get them. You have to earn these, even though I didn't. But <laughs> oh, shit. But but truthfully, at the end of the day, uh, we all know Pokemon. We all kind of love Pokemon. I think. I we think that there's a mutual. We all love Pokemon. You know what I mean. Play it. So how are you gonna? How are you not gonna want to learn more about the creepy pasta, the spooky spaghetti, the spooky terrifying tortellini? Spaghetti. I mean, there's a lot there, dude. So, without any further ado, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you from the creepy pasta. I'm gonna say creepy pasty. Creepy. <laughs> Creepy beast, the creepy beast, creepy pasta wiki. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna learn about the lavender town syndrome. So lavender town syndrome, also known as lavender town tone or lavender town suicides, was a peak in suicides and illness of children between the ages of seven and twelve uh, after the release of Pokemon Red and Green back on February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six. Rumors say that these suicides and illnesses only occurred after the children playing the game reached lavender town whose theme music had high, extremely high frequencies uh, that studies showed only children and young teens could hear because their ears, their, their, their ear holes are a little more sensitive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that right there is pretty diabolical. If you really think about it, I mean like only children can hear this. So even any sort of detectives or, you know, adults in general couldn't actually get, the feeling that these kids were having, right? Which is interesting because it it does. It gets under my skin. I was listening to it earlier and like I didn't even have headphones on. Yeah, see, and uh, I was trying to listen to it earlier and I will play it for you all um, because I feel like it's important. In fact, while I'm talking about this, I'm going to play you the Lavender, Lavender Town theme. It's so loud. Okay. Um, anyway... Due to the lavender tone, at least 200 children supposedly committed suicide, and many more developed illnesses and afflictions. The children who committed suicide usually did so by hanging or jumping from heights. Those who did not acted irrationally, complained of severe headaches, after listening to Lavender Town's theme. Mm. Although Lavender Town now sounds differently depending on the game, this mass hysteria was caused by the first Pokemon game released. After the Lavender Tone incident, the programmers had fixed Lavender Town's theme music to be at a lower frequency, and since mm-hmm. children were no longer affected by it. I, All right, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's killing me I inside just, right now. It's so loud. I have to wonder if many of the original cartridges are left. I th- Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. About the Lavender Town uh, syndrome. And there's a lot that isn't even told on this wiki. The wiki is like the tip of the iceberg, mm-hmm. proverbially. Okay. Um, so there's, like, again, there's a lot here. So right. this is supposedly only in the 1996 version of mm-hmm. Pokemon. Now, those cartridges, I'm sure they do exist, but there's a very large theory here that. Um, this was done on purpose by Game Freak in mm. Japan. 
uh, only affecting children uh, as well. Um, and what it, the reason that this song in particular would harm kids was I'll talk about one and you talk about the other. Okay. Um, they used a, this is a well-known fact, actually Pokemon was known for using binaural beats, mm-hmm. like one of the earlier pioneers of binaural beats, um, in their game with their chiptune music and all that kind of stuff, which is right. one of the reasons why, uh, Pokemon as a whole would cause headaches or cause a little bit of like mind fog or something like that. Because I remember mm-hmm. even as a kid that Pokemon, when I would play for too long or if I had headphones in or if I had the speakers on too loud or whatever the case was, um, the music would give me a headache and right. generally I wouldn't feel great after a long session. Now I attribute that to the fact that I played for hours at a time, obviously, Right. If you're a kid, you're going to play more Pokemon than, than ever. Right. So, you know, I obviously have to give some credence to that as well. Um, but Matt, tell them about the second. Hold on. I just like my entire browser just closed and I lost everything. Go ahead and tell them about the second one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Never mind. So the second one is there were two specific tones. Now, one of the tones was higher than most people can hear. It's really only designed so kids could hear it like they were saying. Um, but the other tone, when mixed together, that is what would really cause the the brain fog or the tendencies to kind of explode in certain people. And when I say people, I mean children in particular. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess I could see how that's possible because like throughout history, we've used sounds to deter people and do horrible things to people. So like, why not? Why wouldn't something that uses two different wavelengths of audio, like not only like upset somebody but like confuse them and cause like horrible feelings sound yeah weapon. absolutely exactly. like a sound sound weapon. is a weapon yeah. well that, that that's a big thing and and again there there is the theory that you know game freak was essentially like being uh contracted by the japanese government to see if this shit would work and when the, when the shit hit the fan the japanese government recalled the it's game like a, silently like a militaristic test exactly and those cartridges were confiscated from those who owned them. So I am curious. I'm going to go on eBay here. Yeah, look it up. I want to see if we can actually, well, not that we're going to buy one, but like. Dude, can you imagine how expensive that would be? Let's find out. Let's find out. Original. You know that would just be absurdly expensive. Town. Game Boy. Ooh. Ooh. What? Wow. Uh, if that's right, $700. Oh shit. If and it's that's a real, that they say, right. If it's a say. real cartridge, cause that was Pokemon red, right? Pokemon red or green. The 1996 release. I think I still have mine. So here's the thing about our copies, right? Our copies actually came out in 1998, mm-hmm. uh, September of 1998. I remember because I got it for Christmas, even though it came out around my birthday. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and our versions of the game, the US versions of the game, actually had a different recomposed version of the Lavender Town theme. Mm. Um, with the with the lower tones, like like uh I was saying in the creepypasta above, um there was the lower toned so that those high pitched tones didn't actually drive anybody insane. Right. Now again, I want to be clear, this is wholeheartedly a spooky spaghetti 
a creepypasta. We don't have any sort of actual fact here that this is what happened. Happy birthday to you. Indirect state. Great to see you tonight. Not our birthday, um, but thank you. Yeah, right. Um, I found it. So there is somebody selling the original Japanese Jesus Charizard Christ. Pokemon Poke, Pocket Monsters Red package. 100 bucks. Damn. Comes with the original manual and the map and everything. Now, was that the Japanese one? This is the Japanese one. Oh, man. I don't know if I would trust that. I don't know if I would either. But For $100, like it, that's like... It looks legit. Know. Well, here's the thing. This this version of the Lavender Town was like the very first release. Mm-hmm. They had to confiscate the cartridges and re-release them. Right. Right? So like those that version could have been one of the re-releases. So I think that's really where... Like the re-release in Japan? Did they do a re-release? Yes, they did a re-release in Japan. Because this isn't a time where they can just do a firmware update or or, a a patch, essentially. Wait, you mean they didn't have Wi-Fi in 1995? Yeah, exactly, right. People think they did, but no. Here's your present. (laughs) But um, that was uh, an interesting thing about uh, the Lavender Town syndrome. Now... There's a few things that have branched off from the Lavender Town Syndrome. Now, obviously, we know about the, um, oh my god, what is it? The mm-hmm. binaural beats that happen right. throughout the Pokemon games and all that right. kind of stuff. The, the experimental sounds and everything that they were using. Mm-hmm. However, there's another creepypasta called Come Follow Me. Oh god, get out of here. That was really loud. <laughs> it just comes um, back up. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just starts playing again. It's all <laughs> Uh, come follow me. Now, this is wholeheartedly a 150 million percent creepypasta. But I was reading it earlier and it was kind of engrossing. So I'm going to read y'all a little bit of come follow me. Now, the, again, this is a direct branch off of the Lavender Town Syndrome. During the first few days of the release of Pokemon Red and Green in Japan back in February 27, 1996, a peak of deaths appeared in the age group of 10 to 15. So not 7 to 12, 10 to 15 now. That's something else about the Lavender Town Syndrome is depending on where you read it, uh, it usually changes, if that makes sense. Right. Um, this Lavender Town Syndrome actually really got a lot of credence from uh, message boards like 4chan and all that kind of stuff prior to 4chan. Well, of course. I want to say prior to 4chan being terrible, but I'm pretty sure it's always just kind of been terrible. It's kind of um, always been a shit show. <laughs> but, you know, you feel me. You, you yeah. see what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, of course. Um, Anyway, so back, back to come follow me. Now, the children were usually found dead through suicide, usually by hanging or jumping from heights. However, some were more odd. A few cases recorded children who had been sawing off their limbs, others sticking their faces in the oven, choking themselves with their own fist, shoving their own arms down their throat. Okay. The few children who were saved before killing themselves showed sporadic behavior. When asked why they were going to hurt themselves, they only answered in chaotic screams and scratched at their own eyes. See, this is when it gets a little like, all right, calm down, dude. Um, (laughs) When showed what seemed to be the connection to this attitude, the Game Boy, they had no response. But when combined with either Pokemon Red or Green, the screams would continue. And they would Hmm. do their best to leave the room it was located in. Jesus. This confirmed the authorities' suspicion that the game somehow had a connection to these children and the deaths. It was a strange case because many children who had the same games did not show this behavior. Only a few. The police had no choice but to pursue this, since they had, 
no other leads. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, long story short, the, the police collected cartridges. And when they went through the cartridges, they found most of the kids hadn't even gotten to Lavender Town uh, in the game yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were like, okay, well, what's going on here? Now, there was a... <laughs> saying it out loud feels so stupid. But there was a kind of quirky programmer named Chido Miura mm-hmm. uh, who didn't want his name in the game and he only worked on a super small part and in this part he worked on was in the very very beginning of the game where police found that most kids had stopped playing now uh, so they the didn't even really get into the game they just kind of stopped yeah they just kind of stopped right because that's when they would kill themselves you know what I mean Interesting. oh well welcome to the stream <laughs> Um, now, uh, they broke into Cheeto Miura's apartment and they found a bunch of crumbled notes, pieces of mm-hmm. paper pinned to the wall, scratched out and stuff like that. It said, do not enter, watch out and come follow me in bold, bold, just scratchy, horrible letters. Now, Cheeto Miura actually killed himself, uh, directly after the release of the game. Jesus. So... One thing that he would say is that he was so excited to be on this game because he wanted to do something that would revolutionize gaming, right? Something that he could add to the game that would change the world forever. Now, many people think that what he added um, is what caused these kids to commit suicide and, and, and oh, treat. To yeah, Why exactly. Does this sound like a Sword Art Online dream. Like, yeah, I because, want to create a, yeah that's exactly what it sounds like. Because it's a fucking creepy pasta. <laughs> Welcome. To creepy that's, that's what they base that show off of. But yeah, anyway, this is a really interesting one. If you want to read the whole thing, it, it's really wacky. Like, there's he has a friend. Yeah, uh, I'll post the link in the chat. Yeah, Koji. Oh God, Nishino. Who we? And by the way, when you search for any of these people, they show up nowhere. They do not okay. exist anymore. Um, Koji Nishino, who also locked himself in his apartment. He said that he locked himself in his apartment because his friend Chiro Miura killed himself. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is he locked himself in the apartment four days before the release of Pokemon Red and Green, knowing what was going to happen. And when the police went to his apartment, they he finally let them in and they started asking questions. And he said, why are you asking all these questions? And he got real crazy and real out of control. And they uh, they said, because if you don't tell us the truth, then you could be held responsible for these children's deaths. Mm-hmm. At, which, at which point he pulled out a pistol from under the couch and he, he aimed at the police officer. He said, get out. And they said, all right, calm down. Just calm down there, kid. Don't worry. We're not doing anything. And then he turned the gun on himself. Boom. Interesting. Blew his own brains out. So if this story was true, do you think he actually killed himself? Or do you think it was because of the whole government conspiracy? Do you think he like was offed? I mean, in this scenario, according to these detectives. According to this which one. Who, who he, do you trust? You know, right. He offed uh, himself, right? He offed himself. He shot himself after... Uh, attacking the cops see if it was in right. this country they would have just shot him right away but i'm gonna leave that alone just anyway the door boom <laughs> <laughs> you know chino miura bam, 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 bam. anyway um so they then go and talk to a couple of the other programmers it's really wacky it gets super duper out of control but this is kind of a companion piece to the lavender town syndrome and good right. god it's long it's a very long one um but yeah, so Matt, 
Yes. What else do we know about the Lavender Town Syndrome? Well, we do know that it was re-released in the United States. And mm-hmm. like we said, it was, you know, they reduced the... Did they reduce the volume or did they just completely replace it? So they recomposed the song in general. They took Is out the super what? high-pitched tones and all that right. kind of stuff. Um, anyway, so yeah, let me just jump back into this. So there's a lot of theories that all of this was fake. Uh, none mm-hmm. of this was true. And to some extent, like the the whole like idea of it and the whole thing that like people saying that it happened, uh, a lot of it has been discredited throughout history at this point. And like now it's kind of like it's an urban legend that people still want to hold on to as being true. And I don't know. I don't know. I I think part of me could see this as being partially true. Like a sound could do that to somebody. Yeah. But I mean I could definitely see that being the case for sure. Well, and and something interesting too is obviously, you know, when you have spooky spaghettis or creepy pastas in general, uh, of course people are going to go super hard. Now in 2011, the creepypasta of Lavender Town was like 100% in full force Mm -hmm. and searches for Lavender Town were peaking in 2012. More sophisticated photo and audio manipulations by fans were now adding to the lore. A deleted YouTube video showed an alleged spectrogram. Are you familiar with what a spectrogram is? Uh, no. It's what like, uh, you know, when you when you pull up an audio, like how audio looks. Oh, so you're talking about like an old ass, like the way they used to like measure waveforms. Exactly. So Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> so, so it showed up a spectrogram of the original Japanese Lavender Town theme uh, song, slowly revealing mm-hmm. a ghost Pokemon with the phrase, leave now, written as the Yunnan well, Pokemon. That had to have been fake. It, it has to be fake, right? Yeah. But even Spectrograms now, can't draw pictures like that. Now, the thing is, many people, uh, even skeptical ones, such as ourselves, found themselves sucked into the wealth of the so-called evidence for Lavender Town's insidiousness. And real-world troubles for the Pokemon franchise only added to the tingle that maybe, just maybe, some of the rumors were true. Mm-hmm. In December of 1997, over 700 people in Japan were hospitalized with seizures, dizziness, and vomiting blood after watching a popular Pokemon episode on television. Towards the end of the episode, Cyber Soldier Porygon, um, a bomb goes off. Wait. Yeah. A bomb goes off, and for approximately five seconds, red and blue lights flash and pulsate on the screen. Medical experts were stumped by how pervasive and widespread this effect of this episode were with both adults and children falling ill across Japan. I have and to some... wonder if they like, I don't know, this is before like we really focused on like seizure warnings and stuff like that. So like, was it, was it well aware at the time that like images moving that way could cause that? Well, and some U S doctors were referring to it as optically simulated epilepsy. Right. Uh, the scene was later removed before a global release, but the original scene can be viewed here. Oh God, no, I'm not clicking on that. Don't play that I don't one. want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. I watched that earlier and it's pretty, it, it hurts. It, it's pretty brutal. Well, well it's like it's red, it's red and blue constantly flashing. It's, 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 it hurts. Because there is, you know, there is credence to the idea that maybe there's something insidious behind the whole, you know, behind Pokemon uh, in mm-hmm. Japan and, and, and where it really um, came from now lavender town as we know it today by the way this is from retroware.com incidents like the porygon episode seemingly intangible things that meant for 
children causing real physical pain only gave credence to the otherwise improbable-sounding Lavender Town myth. These incidents, married with the sheer amount of people contributing to the lore merrymaking online, made Lavender Town Syndrome kind of hard to resist. Give me one second. I was so confused because I heard all the tinking and like I was looking at the stream. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, you know what it is. I you know what it is. Black and yellow. Black. Anyway. Um, <laughs> now, after all, it is a story that's meant to precisely target the pressure points of those who grew mm-hmm. up on Pokemon in the 90s. It features victims aged 10 to 15. I mean, you know, not necessarily us at that point, but if we're looking at the, the 7 to mm-hmm. 12 range, I mean, we're... we're Fitting that spectrum and revolves around a game that most children across the world have played. And it involves something that had subconsciously unsettled perhaps millions of people. Mm. Uh, So, you know, and best of all, it requires an advanced fluency in Japan, in Japan, Japanese, in Japan, in Japan to, uh, to fact check, which, you know, it's, it's interesting how it all kind of fits. Well, and like, the the way everything is stacked, I mean, you know, you've got this horrible music, you've got this horrible setting. You it like the the game itself at the point when the music hits off is set in a Pokemon graveyard. Yeah, Pokemon graveyard in the what Tower of Terror is what it right. Was well, as, yeah, as the what was it called the uh, just the Pokemon Tower. Um, but it's literally a tower, and I guess apparently it's been revisited before in like other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it actually was turned into like a radio station in a couple of the others. Yeah, well, and so, like, it's just this tower of tombs of dead Pokemon that you have yeah. to, like, fight your way to the top. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess the the rumor, or if it was confirmed or not, is that the, uh, the, the thing at the top of the tower was the dead, I think it was Marowak? Well, Marowak, uh, oh, Marowak was in there. Was it Marowak? It was the, it was the, the, Parent to Cubone. Yeah, yeah, that's Marowak. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, right, so the rumor was is you run into that one that was killed by poachers. And so that was at the top of this hell tower. <laughs> so, like, really, it? honestly, it's a very dark place for a Pokemon game. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it, it gen- generally, when there's, you know, uh, things of that nature mm-hmm. in a game like this, I mean, it feels like there may be something pervasive kind of sitting around the corner. You never know what's going to happen inside of Lavender Town. Why is it so creepy? Right, right. Yeah, I don't... That's the thing is I don't understand why any of this even came about because, like, this was a game marketed to kids. It's like, why are they fighting through a tomb of dead creatures? Dead dead Pokemon. (laughs) Right, they're supposed to love these things and you you are making them dance and fight on their graves. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And then on top of that, you put this horrible, god-awful music on top of it. And if you listen to the current one, it's not nearly as bad. No, it's very dumbed down. Uh, originally seen as a vertical graveyard, right? Mm-hmm. Lavender Tower, I call. Get this, the Lavender Tower. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It has been turned into like a, a radio tower. And then there was one game where it was actually a graveyard again. But I mm-hmm. think it was a little bit less horrible. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. weird to think of a Pokemon graveyard because you're like, Pokemon don't die. What are you talking about? But it's like, why is it there at all? You know, right? Well, why was why did this area have to be so horrible? <laughs> well, and it's and it's interesting because it's like, 
you know, whether it's a creepypasta or not, whether it's a mm-hmm. conspiracy theory, whatever the case is, it had to have come from somewhere. Right. Well, and like, it's a pretty big claim to say that seven, six to 700 people were like hospitalized or killed because of this. Well, no, not this. That was the, that was the episode with Porygon. Oh, was it the Porygon? That was the Porygon um, episode. What was the, what was the count for the? 200. 200. Still. Specifically children. Yeah. Still a huge claim that 200 kids were suddenly hospitalized or committed suicide because of a game. Yeah. I mean, that's not exactly a story that just gets passed around because of a bad game of telephone. Yeah, exactly. It's not so, something that's just like, let's just yeah, keep passing it is, to one Is another. there some truth and none of these people work at Niantic, right? I don't know. Probably not. Hopefully not. They're all secretly <laughs> killing us when we play Pokemon Go. So none of those people work at Niantic, right? No, a lot of these people still work at fucking uh, Nintendo. Most of these people actually. are probably dead. <laughs> I mean, if they were old enough at the time, you would think. No, I mean, a lot of these people still work at Nintendo. Like, I looked up Koji Nishino. Really? Uh, which Who was referenced in Come Follow Me. Uh, he's the guy who apparently pulled a gun on the police and then shot himself. He still works for Nintendo, by the way. Hmm. Uh, so Okay, so that part's still shit. alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's a it's, lot of It's hard to tell. Like, I could see it being a thing. I don't know if it's some massive Japanese government conspiracy, but, like, I could see it very much being a thing that affected children. Because we've seen yeah. it before. I mean, whether it's a toy with like a bad odor or something like that, you know, we've seen toys and games and shit like that put kids in hospitals and then also cause like really horrible behavior. Well, there's a lot of very despicable uh, things behind toys. And, yeah. you know, think about the 1950s where there was just lead in like everything. Oh, yeah, everything had lead. Like, if Wasn't there a toy that had like plutonium in it or something ridiculous? There was a, there was a toy. It, it had radium in it. I think it was like it was supposed to be like an inactive radium, but it, it allowed it to glow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what toy it was, though, but I do remember reading about that story. Yeah. Um, but no, a lot of those kids, even the kids toys we grew up with, like they were just not. They're not toys. They were not safe. No, but, they're not chill. But like, I don't know. Like you've seen it time and time again. Like there's always recalls on something. Like it's a choking hazard. Kids' ears are bleeding. Oh. They're vomiting. They're eating things. Like it's just, I could see it as being a possibility. So there is an interesting personal thing. My dad was very much against me playing uh, video games when I was younger. Really? I mean, not super against it because I mean, I still did. But um, he was very much against uh, the idea of these games because he was like, these video games are being programmed so they kill your parents. And like, you know, I know that part of him was joking. Like, I don't think that he truly did believe that, but like he wouldn't let my sister have like a super Nintendo for that reason. Mm, like okay. these Japanese games or, you know, th- these games are basically telling you to kill your parents. And I'm like, I don't believe that. However, there are certain things like this. It was such a new thing, thing back then. Well, sure. I mean, there is, it's almost like the satanic panic when it comes to video games. Right. Because, you know, if, if you're going to find something to make the problem, then why not make it video games? You know, all those mass shootings, like a Columbine, the way that everything worked out there. Yeah. I mean, there was a, a big emphasis on, well, Doom is the reason for Columbine and, and, and all that kind of mm. stuff. Uh, <laughs> not kill your parents, make Poor. them buy you more stuff, which worked. Poor Doom. But Doom always gets the shit for stuff like that. You know, the games for SNES and N64 and others have a chemical in them added solely to taste bad to stop kids from eating the game. Yeah, oh, the, uh, the Switch is the same way. They coat the cartridges in that same chemical. Uh, I don't see if, a problem with that. I'm going to I'm gonna say it. I know it's going to sound weird, but seriously, go lick one. 
It tastes horrible. <laughs> don't no. I I read it and don't, I was like, I have to know. I like I have to know if this really tastes this bad. And they taste fucking horrible. Don't go lick switch cartridges. That is not pick the one game that you really don't care for and just take a lick. That is not the opinion of Tech Mess. <laughs> I am not okay with this. Don't go do that. Just go lick one. Just go lick one. <laughs> They're a bunch of supervised adults, so you can figure this out. <laughs> I promise you it's not nearly as bad as the one chip. But here's here's the main... Well, nothing's as bad as the one chip. Here's the main uh, moral of this story. Lavender Town as a whole. Pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do find it more so insidious that it was specifically frequencies that you could only hear uh, as a kid uh-huh. or, or a young teenager. Everybody is so upset with you right now. <laughs> I'm laughing at Texas comment. Because <laughs> you know that's going up on YouTube. If you oh, yeah. That. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I need a good seven-second video for TikTok tomorrow, so I'm just going to instruct everyone on TikTok to go lick their Nintendo Switch cartridges. Lick the Switch cartridge. And that's it the tastes way. worse than my dog shit. Did you actually lick it? Oh, God. They're pretty bad. It's very bitter. Go lick one. Get one right now. Do it for the stream. What, me? Yeah, do it. You won't. I've already licked one. I don't want to lick one again. I, I don't. I definitely don't. There's you a lot of sound effects. Us. There really you is. You know, when you get off the stream, you're going to go in your living room and you're going to look at your Switch and go, hmm. I'm not. I have zero <laughs> interest in doing that. To be honest. <laughs> but thank you so much, everybody who is here for coming and hanging out tonight. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I think it was fun to talk about a spooky gaming. A yeah, spooky, spooky game, game, a spooky game related thing. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of them out there. There's one called Bend Round, and I would definitely like to talk about mm-hmm. more, uh, more. Um, There's a whole you know, bunch out there. I'd stuff. like to find more. We might have to combine like a bunch of them into one because I know a lot of them are not as like not in as depth in depth and like well believed as this. Oh no. Not at all. Well, I mean, don't lick your PC. That'll cause something. That'll cause that, that just won't go well. That'll short. You don't want that. Yeah, don't don't do that. I mean, you could maybe the like tempered glass that might only taste like <laughs> Cheeto dust or something. Tex, I'm <laughs> eyeing my Switch games now. This is weird. It's because the thought the thoughts are in place. The seed He's is like, there. <clears throat> you won't. You won't. You won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm Nintendo hungry. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh that's where we end our episode. Yes. On Lavender Town. Thank you all so much for joining us today for another episode of Morbid Message Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that you learned something new today. Um, again, go ahead and read Come Follow Me if you can. It gets mm-hmm. a little wacky. Like, I was reading it earlier and I was like, oh, this is engaging. And then it was like, and then he pulled the pistol out and then he shot himself. I got and about I like, halfway mm. through it and it's definitely interesting. It's definitely interesting until it becomes very, very like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about all that. But thank you for joining us today, kindly Mm -hmm. viewer, listener, whatever you happen to be. Mm -hmm. I hope you have a great day, night, evening, whatever it happens to be that you're having. And well, 
you're killing me. You're what? fucking killing me. I, oh, I queue oh. up for you every time. Well, man. so I was waiting I hope it is for you. A great wait, day. wait, no. wait, okay. right, wait. Right, right. I was waiting for you to do the thing that we said we're going to do at the end of each show, which is. Don't forget the podcast is available on all podcast listening platforms. And if you want to, you can watch it live on twitch.tv slash tech underscore mess or over at YouTube. Morbid Message Mondays presented by Tech Mess. <laughs> Make sure you follow Tech Mess on all the things like Matt just said. Anyway, I hope you have a great night, evening, day, whatever it happens to be that you're having. Kindly viewer slash listener and well. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>